Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, Michael Guerin joining you for On The Pace. Hope you're well. Hope you're back to winner on the weekend or your footy team had some success or something good happened to you. We start a new week with a busy one for Harness Racing and we're going to talk to the most informed man in New South Wales. Robbie Morris, uh, the stable had a huge night. We'll get to the logistics of the stable shortly at Menangle on Saturday. And Robbie is heading to Newcastle. That's the New South Wales harness meeting today. The first on the card there goes at one forty. Haven't spoken to you for a while, Robbie. Thanks for joining us, mate. Good morning. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Mate, um, just to get this clarified for people, because you and I don't need to shy away from stuff, and there's obviously been a, uh, a suspension in the stable, and therefore you've had to remodel things a little bit, and, and these things happen in life, we realise that. So Lizzie Heath, or Elizabeth Heath, as she's more officially known, uh, has she stepped in as the official trainer of some of the team that you prepare with your wife, Kerry Yeah, that's right. Lizzie's um, come on board, and she's done a super job with them, and... Uh yeah, Lizzie, I've had a lot of sort of success with Lizzie over the years. Actually, I'll try early days and things like that. So, um, yeah, Lizzie stepped into the training role and she's done a super job with them. And, um, yeah, it's all sort of rolling through pretty good, obviously, with the situation and how it all works out with rules and things like that. We had to look to go in a different direction. And, um, obviously, with, with me and Josh having so heavily sort of freelance drivers, um, a lot of horses for us to take on. So, Lizzie's... Lizzie's come on board and she's done a really good job. How much longer, Robbie, and excuse my ignorance, um, before things return to how they were? I'll oh, just see how it all goes. Um, Kerry's still in a little bit of a process with appeals and things like that that are still going to come up. So it's obviously a process, but I think Kez is sort of halfway through her, her disqualification at the moment. So um, she's still got a little way to go. Yeah, another three months, I think. Mate, we appreciate your honesty with that sort of stuff. As I said, we don't need to shy away from things. Um, stable's going bloody good. Uh, you train some yourself. Lizzie trained some other. couple of Quinellas at Menangle on Saturday night. And overall, Lizzie trained four winners. couple of them we tipped on the show on winners on Friday. They did the job for us. Porter Prince uh, just beat Kanina Provlima. And look, he's a really good horse, Porto Prince. I think he's going to end up being a factor... In maybe a second tier free for alls at Menangle? Yeah, definitely. He sort of found his feet pretty good. I he sort of he come up to Brisbane for a little bit, but things just didn't go his way. So we elected to send him back home to Lizzie and Josh. And, um, you know, he's really found a little nice niche at the moment in them free for alls at Menangle with the, you know, not being hard on him. He's done a super job, but the, the really classy ones were away chasing the riches of the, the carnival up in Brisbane. And, he seems to have grabbed that opportunity with both hands and um, Josh has been doing a super job with him. He's been out in front bowling along and he's proven hard to chase. He's, um, he's really sort of come into his own. Kanina Provlim is an interesting horse. It's a horse I've always liked uh, and I know there's going to be some nice, big, juicy stakes floating around for the Country Cups carnivals. Uh, in the second half of the season. I would have thought Canina Provlima, not saying it's not a Menangle horse, but I thought some of those country cups would stack up nicely, the ones worth a bit of money. Yeah, definitely. He's um, he's probably been really unlucky. He's, he, the horse is flying and he just sort of keeps getting in the wrong spots and he's sort of hitting the line strong really late for good force and fifths and running the arms off the clock. But Saturday night, everything went his way and we 
sort of were able to not change too much direction and just got a straight line straight up the fence. And I've got to say, if I could have got him right down to the rail where I wanted him, um, it was just a little bit slow to react, just getting down hard to the fence. If he sort of got straight down there and let down, he might have nearly got Porter Prince, but um, his, his sectionals on Saturday night was super again. So um, he'll probably miss this week and he'll probably go the next week. Another stable, Quinella, Wave the Bill and Fear Cruising. So Wave the Bill's clearly a horse on the improve. An old Fear Cruising, who's always had a decent motor and sometimes he hasn't been able to control it. He seems to be in a pretty good space at the moment. Yeah, he's um, he's an old bull, old Cruz, and he has his, he has his moments and he has his days. But, um, you know, he seems to be in a really good headspace at the moment. Um, he's racing great. He, the trip away to Brisbane... Sort of sometimes with him it changes as good as a holiday, um, and he sort of struggled a little bit early on in Brisbane, and then he he found his feet late. And I've actually always, you know, we've always had a little bit of trouble with his front feet. But Grant Dixon, while he was up there, changed a pair of front shoes on him, and it's actually I didn't think they'd work, but Grant said to have a crack at him, and they really suited him, and he's he's really gone to another level. He seems happy in his feet, and when Cruz is happy, he races well. Funky Monkey's a horse who, who people love her because she's got an unusual name and she's got that lovely, big, extravagant style. She lost her form last year, as trotters often will do, but clearly in the form she was in on Saturday night, she is at least a Group 2 horse and probably deserves a few cracks at a few Group 1s when she gets a chance. Yeah, well, it was um, touch and go whether we, we had a bit of a roundtable discussion, whether we took her to Brisbane for that group one up there because she ran second to Majestic Trio. She beat off your cap and both of them went up there and ran first and second. So um, it was probably just a little bit early in the prep. Obviously, it was well documented. She unfortunately sort of had an injury late in the prep last year and she sort of was off the scene for sort of 10 months and we had to do a lot of rehab work with her and just wasn't quite happy with where she was at. I thought she was racing really good, but probably not where we needed her for a trip away. So we elected to shy away from that a little bit. But um, she did lose away last year, but I think I probably threw her in the Inter-Dominions a year too early. And it just sort of went straight to her head and sort of half blew her brains out. She sort of got a little bit too excited and wanted to rev up. And things just didn't go right. So probably the, the, the injury was a blessing in disguise, got her away, and um, she seems to be finding the form again. So... Hopefully later in the year we'll, we'll aim up at another Inter Dominion series and see how she handles it a bit more mature. One of the uh, the war horse mares of the stable was what's your secret? And look, I was surprised she could beat Defiant the other day, but um, for a guy your age, the, the middle aged master, you pulled one out of the bag here, brother. It was a great drive. Yeah, I actually said early Saturday we have a lunch. She was, you know, she'd only had the two runs back from a spell, and you didn't have to go far into a form last prep to sort of find some really good form in some really good mares races and in that up to 80 grace obviously to find some nice horse but he was first up um she was third in i think you'll start seeing the best of her now once she races good she generally races herself into really good form and things went our way the other night there was a good genuine tempo and we kept getting up the fence and um yeah now she's done the job which was good to see but it didn't shock me we're talking to Robbie Morris, who drove a bunch of winners on Saturday night. He's up to 1,870 career wins. 
Can you get a few today at Newcastle, Robbie? You've got a strong book. Um, you know, a lot of drives which look like they're in the market and have chances. Horses like Southpaw Slugger in race two have to be hard to beat. Um, for our listeners, rather than going through them all one by one, what's your best two chances of driving a winner at Newcastle today, mate? They're all an even bunch, but I'd probably have to go the great South Paul Slugger. He ran second last Thursday, and he's probably found a nice enough race there for him today. Obviously, he doesn't win often, but he's probably found the right race. And the whole little horse called the Metal Flyer, he's been ultra-consistent with some ordinary draws and some harder races than this. Um, I think they're probably my two best chances, but I think overall there's no stars there today, but they're all, they're all a realistic place chance. Mate, we appreciate your time. You've been awfully busy. You usually are awfully busy. Um, just before we let you go, we're going to pop over to tomorrow uh, at Menangle. It's the usual Tuesday afternoon meeting. Um, you've got a few chances there. Is there anything, I know you may not have looked at them that in depth, but anything you I think... I've got to get through today first. <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, from looking at it early on, uh, there's probably I'm rocking it in the last. He raced really good first up for Alex Yachin last week and... Um, Shot her in, I don't know if he's in the first or the second, but I've got a bit of time for last glance, man. He's a pacer turn trotter. He's still learning his craft a bit, but I think the horse will, will go on and have a pretty bright future. Yep, well, he wouldn't be the first trotter by Tintin in America. It's a family who actually has left a lot of trotters over the year, even though he was a great pacing stallion himself. Hey, mate, thanks for your time. Um, busy time coming up. Drive some winners, get round the state safe. No worries, mate. Thank you. That's Robbie Morrison. Yep, no need to shy away for these things. His wife, Kerry Ann, who's a lovely lady, is uh, disqualified at the moment. They had a positive swab. That's going to happen in the modern age to horse trainers from time to time. And uh, Elizabeth Heath, who's a well-respected member of the harness racing community, has stepped in. And she's taken over officially training the stable. Otherwise, all the horses would need to go for a spell, which, of course, punishes the owners. So no reason to, to think it's a particularly big deal. These things do happen. And Robbie very open about things and how it's all worked out and how it will continue to work out uh, in the months ahead. Greg Sugars is a guy we haven't spoken to much in the last couple of months because he's been in Sweden. He went to Sweden with his wonderful trotter, just believe he had an amazing trip, and now he's back in the cold in Victoria. Uh, good morning to you, Greg. It must seem like an awfully long time now since the sunshine of Solvala was on your face. Yeah, good day, Mick. Yeah, that's right. It's, um, it's been quite an eventful uh, first half of the year for us, and uh, yeah, a lot of travelling involved, and uh, yeah, a lot of memorable moments along the way. When does Just Believe, the Inter-Dominion champion, return to your care, and when does he return to work? Uh, he's due to touch down in Melbourne on uh, Tuesday, uh, yeah, Tuesday, I think he's due to arrive, Tuesday evening, when the plane gets in. Um, so, yeah, he has two weeks quarantine from that point on at the uh, quarantine station here in Mickleham, and then after that, yeah, we'll bring him home and then um, assess whether we think he... Uh, needs any more time off or um, he can start light duties as of then if uh, he looks okay. He's not the biggest horse in the world. Was that a good or a bad thing for the trip? Because with those little horses, sometimes you think, oh, well, they might struggle a little bit with the rough and tumble of the trip, but he just seems to be rinse and repeat, eat and work, jump in the truck, go to the races. Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, it was obviously, it's not a... Uh, not every day horses get to make that sort of trip um, and, and, and race and 
compete and all that sort of stuff. But uh, one, to do it, you have to have a horse that's obviously got, um, you know, above-average ability. But uh, probably more importantly, they have to have the right um, temperament and attitude and, and all those sorts of things. And he certainly fit that, fits that mould. Um, yeah, he's a lovely horse to, to be around. And um, the way he settled into all the different uh, scenarios and uh, the different environments he was in was was quite amazing um, from my point of view watching it uh, he handled it very very well and um, you know the trip over didn't seem to take too much um, ill effect on him uh, so hopefully um, the trip home's uh, just the same because he's had you know a good month or, or a, bit, a bit longer than that in the paddock there uh, where he's rested hopefully put on a bit of weight uh, so if he does lose anything during his quarantine period he, um, he still should be in pretty good nick Greg, all going well if he gets home and he's happy and he's eating and he's enjoying his work. Would you look to defend the Inter-Dominion title? Because it's a different thing winning it at home to defending it in Queensland where it could be awfully warm by Inter-Dominion grand final night. Yeah, that's right. No, it's, it's not going to be easy uh, to, to, to do that, but it's certainly uh, on our radar and it's uh, it was at the forefront of uh, the connections um, Lines, you know, when the uh, the Sweden trip was first uh, sort of floated, that uh, they didn't want it to sort of uh, impact um, his uh, his chance of defending uh, his title in the Inter Dominion. So um, at this stage, you know, unless something goes wrong from this point on, I don't think there's any uh, any problem in, in getting him ready for that, and that is uh, certainly his uh, his next main aim. Did you learn or see anything during your Swedish trip with your wife, Jess, that you've implemented into your training here, whether it's small or big, or are they such vastly different types of racing there's not much to bring home? Uh, it was a completely different, uh, I suppose, philosophy of why they train horses there in general, and there's so many differences uh, what you know we all the average trainer does down here than what they do up there so um, I don't think you could just completely replicate replicate what they do there um, here um, but there is certainly a few uh, things that we have seen that we are starting to uh, you know work into our routine and, and try not to stray from our routine too far because obviously that has worked for us uh, pretty well in the past so we're mindful of not trying to reinvent the wheel as such, but um, yes, there has been uh, a few different uh, ways of doing things um, that we're certainly looking at trying, or we are already starting to try at Larrage Farm. They think that, or there's a, there's a general thought process that the Irish are outstanding horse people. Having spent some time in Sweden, what did you make of the Swedes and their horsemen and horsewomanship? Yeah, obviously a uh, very high standard across the board. Um, the uh, the care and the love the animal um, in Sweden in general is is quite amazing. Uh, to the general public, their whole their whole outlook on the industry and the animals themselves are um, yeah, they're held at a very very high standard. And um, yeah, the amount of attention and, and time that uh, that each groom that you know looks after the horses at the races into their horses is uh, quite amazing and it's uh, it was really uh, a pleasure to see and, and you know to, to be a small part of it for a short period of time to see how much they do love their, their horses and love the industry in general.
It's impressive stuff. Um, I can agree with that. Uh, all right, also impressive is your new horse. You've been given a new toy to play with as we lead up to the Eureka at Menangle on September the 2nd. You're going to be the driver for maybe the most hyped horse, if not now the second most hyped horse in Australasia. Captain Ravishing is wonderful and he is fast and he is an enigma. You had a spin around Melton with him over the weekend. What did you make of Captain Ravishing? Yeah, look, he is an excitement machine. There's no doubt about that. Um, we've all seen his deeds on the racetrack over the last sort of 12 months in particular, and it's hard not to be impressed with what we've seen. And, um, yeah, to get a sit behind him the other day was, was, was quite exciting. Um, he's obviously uh, far from being wound up yet, but uh, just to get a get a small insight into, um, you know, the horse himself and, and the, the natural that he's got is uh, was very impressive and um, yeah, something I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, how he's going to develop over the next few weeks in the lead up to the Eureka. Do you think you can help him or maturity and time will help him conserve that energy? He seems to be a horse that when they've launched him, he seems to want to keep going. Whereas, obviously, that means you've only got one plan or one weapon in the barn. Can you uh, cajole him to maybe produce that speed twice in a race but relax in between? Uh, yeah, potentially. Um, I know you know, Armand Tabor now, he's, uh, he's in control of the horse. That's basically his mindset at this point in time, that um, he's just focusing on putting a lot of uh, strong, steady miles into the horse trying to keep him as relaxed as possible because, yeah, it's been quite evident. Um, you know, he, he's as fast as probably any horse in, in, you know, in this part of the world. Um, over, you know, over a few hundred metres, there's no doubt about that. So that's his biggest uh, biggest weapon. So uh, obviously keeping him uh, tractable and sound, comfortable and settled um, to, to make the most of that high speed when, uh, when you really need it. Nobody doubts he's very, very good. Can he, uh, after an interrupted preparation, he's had the spell and he's coming back to racing later, or in fact there's some suggestions he may go straight to the Eureka, can he get past a horse like Leap to Fame and a horse like Catch a Wave? Uh, because they seem to have, at least in the public's mind and in the feature racing programme, have gone past him in the last six months? Yeah, look, I, I think he can. Um, there's no doubt about that. But those two horses that you've mentioned, it's, uh, I can't think of many occasions where, you know, where many horses have ran past either of those <laughs> when they're out doing their thing. So they're obviously extremely talented animals when they're on song. Um, so, yeah, to, to beat them under any circumstances is going to be tough. But I think this horse is definitely got that X factor and that real brilliance about him that uh, on his day um, I, I just think he could beat any horse you know in, in the country there's no doubt about it um, he's that exciting but um, you know he, he'll probably need 
like most horses at that very elite level of racing will need, um, you know, a little bit of good fortune to go his way and you don't want any bad things to happen, but he's certainly capable, there's no doubt about that. Mate, you're off to Maryborough in Victoria today to have a few steers. Can you tip us a winner today or anything we should at least look at twice? Um, tough day at the office, but uh, the one in later on, um, Wendy's watching, is actually, um, yeah, she hasn't been going as well as what we know she's capable of going just in recent starts, but... Um, quietly confident that they've found an issue with her and she may be uh, an improved horse today. So um, just something small for each way punters to have a little bit of interest later on in the day. She might be worth a look at. Greg, we appreciate your time, mate. Glad you made it back safely from Sweden. It's exciting to know Just Belize coming back. And, hey, we'll see you at Menangle on September the 2nd, mate, in the Captain Ravishing Danny Zavazatos colours. No worries, Mick. Thank you. Greg Sugars, um, what a wonderful last year he and wife Jess have had with Just Believe, and now he's the new driver for Captain Ravishing. By the way, the horse he was tipping, race nine, number nine at Maryborough today, race nine, number nine, Wendy's watching, it's at 4.48 if you feel like having a play. Uh, just a bit closer to home, um, one of our leading trainer drivers in New South Wales is Ricky Elchin, and Ricky, I was reading somewhere last week, and correct me if I'm wrong, did you get to 500 driving successes? Was that right? Because you don't seem to drive all that often for the majority of your career. That sounded like a very big number. Um, yeah, I did actually, Mick. At, um, yeah, last week at Tuesday when King City won, that, that was my 500th win. So, yeah, it was yeah, quite good to get that, that over the line. Oh, it's, it's ironic considering you drive a lot more now, but people have probably always considered you a trainer who outsources most of his major drives. So what's been the change of policy in the last couple of years that you've been sitting in the sulky more? Oh, I think early days, Mick, um, like back when I was a junior and we were still down in the Riverina, I did quite a lot of driving down there for Ray and Jane Walker. and um, Yeah, I think... You know, a lot of people nowadays might forget sort of that, yeah, we did. I did drive a fair bit back then. And I know since I sort of come to Sydney and um, focusing on training and the younger horses, I, I probably don't drive as much as I used to. So, yeah, that, that's probably where, um, you know, the, the 500 where it was racked up was probably the early days more so. OK, well, you're off to Menangle tomorrow afternoon and that horse, King City, who gave you the five zero zero is back in the first on the card and Ricky, if they're good enough to win one Tuesday, often at Menangle for the Trotters, they're good enough to win the next Tuesday because a lot of times they race the same horses. Yeah, that, and that's the case here. Um, Mickey's just scraped into the same grade again, um, and it, it does look a similar sort of race. Um, Lizzie Heath's horse, the last Klansman, it, it closed in quite good behind King City last week and he does look the, the horse to beat in that race but um, yeah, King King City should should be there roundabouts. Uh, mate, there's some Nutrien, that's the new sales company, three-year-old heats and two-year-old heats tomorrow in the first of those you train a horse called Van Basten and obviously he's a pretty nice horse and you've also got Multibuano and El Bandito so this is a strong field, how do you rate your three because You've got half the field, but there's a couple of really decent Queensland horses here. Yeah, look, it's going to be a tricky race. I mean, a six-horse 
heat over 2300, I just can't really see how it's going to be run true. Um, and there's a lot of depth in the race. Um, Shane Sanderson's horse, Dangerous, is a really good quality horse. It's come up with a good barrier draw. But I think um, Shannon Price's horse is, um, you know, he's probably the best horse in the field. I think he was unlucky in Luke Darby's in Queensland, short in captain. Um, he, he's drawn quite well. And my other horse, Mortal Barlow, who is on the quick backup from Saturday night, um, he, he's a horse that's got a lot of ability as well. But just depending how it's run, if it's all of a sudden a sit sprint race, back in the field are going to struggle. But um, yeah, look, it's they'll all run good races. But if it's turned into a, a, a just a four hundred meter sprint, well, they'll struggle to get into it. Mate, in the two year old heat, which is something you specialise uh, with, you've got Mister Brilliante, who's who's fresh up and he's picked a tough race to debut in. You've also got Grayson Red. Um, considering it is a sales series race, I thought it wasn't that strong. It was even, but more not not scary. Yeah, look, Mr. Brilliante's really only in it because he paid up for the series. He's he's probably a horse that was more suited to a maiden race, but we we had to start somewhere, so we put him in here. Um, and you know, he won't disappoint himself, but he's probably a touch out class. And um, Grayson Red is a horse I haven't had all that long. That is an improving type. I thought his trial on Tuesday was good, uh, last Wednesday, sorry. And I, I expect him to be there roundabouts tomorrow. And um, even, you know, if he can improve it a little bit again and qualify for the final, we'll take him to Melbourne. And I think he should improve a little bit more. Mate, you've done a super job to, to drive 500 winners when predominantly training is more the core part of your business. Do you have one, as we're about to end our half an hour of On The Pace, do you have one for our listeners to follow next week, next month, or at some stage to put into their race tracker? What's the Ricky Elchin special for the sprint? Look, obviously Lux Saturn is getting close, um, but I've got a horse that hasn't even really qualified yet and it's a horse called Better Love Me um, I think follow her in the next month to six weeks Better Love Me mate thanks for joining us um, good luck tomorrow no worries thank you Ricky Elchin uh, champion trainer of juveniles but has now reigned 500 winners it's a lot of winners and that came up last week with King City who should probably go close to winning the first at Menangle tomorrow so what happens Newcastle today we kick off at 1.40. Menangle tomorrow, also Young racing tomorrow night. That's at 5.17 they start, and we roll into Bathurst on Wednesday. Great to get an update on Captain Ravishing, the Eureka at Menangle, September the 2nd, getting ever closer, free entry, and Birds of Tokyo playing after the last, if you feel like having a pretty cool harness racing experience. That's on the pace for a Monday morning. Hope you have a cool day. Those odds available on tab.com.au. We'll be back for the next On the Pace at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.